Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe. I'm starting this new podcast. It's called Nocturne. This first episode is to give you an idea of what this is all about, what we're going to be doing here. In the next episode, I'll be filling you in on why I'm compelled to do an ongoing podcast about the nighttime. But for now, here's a taste of Nocturne. There are 24 hours in a day. Seems pretty straightforward. But what do you really know about the hours between, say, 11 p.m. and 6 a.m.? What are the first things that come to mind? Peace and tranquility and darkness. I do like walking at night. I think it's really nice if it's full moon. Moon and stars. When the moon's shining really bright. Ooh, the stars. Oh, yeah. The stars, moon. Um, planets. I love the night sky and I love the smell of the night when I'm outside of the city. I really love that smell. It's the smell of Girl Scout camp. It's the smell of like crickets and leaves and fires that have gone out and sleeping bags and being a kid I guess. And the sounds of the bugs. There's just a certain, there's a different sound quality at night that I really like. Sex and crime. That's what happens at night. Orgasms. How, how do you relate that to nighttime? Because, you know, you're having sex at night. Nighttime is the right time. At night when I'm with a lover and the lights are off, how do I make memory of these very intense journeys and adventures that we go on? It's all senses. It's, it's all touch. It's all smell. Visuals are very fleeting. It's, it's mostly dark. So how do I remember without my eyes. Thought goes out the window, you know, in this nocturnal, sensual adventure. I was scared of monsters under my bed and in my closet. The night was sometimes a very unfriendly place for me, a scary place when I was little, a lonely feeling. Well, I have a seven and a half year old. And nighttime used to be really simple for me, but now it's very complicated. Night can mean reading and snuggles and chocolate milk before you brush your teeth, but it can also mean night terrors. So there are nights when he wakes up screaming. I really look forward to that moment when I lay down in my bed and it's just like that peaceful moment of real comfort and just no more stress. Warm, cozy bed and stuffed animals and blankets. I really don't have energy anymore at night. I used to be a night person, like I drove a cab at night, and, but uh, at night now I just want to go to bed and uh, my kids don't usually allow that. Not that they're little, but they're pests. <laughs> the organization is the morning. The evening is just for art relaxation. Creativity and um, warm solitude. And um, the nighttime sort of envelops me and, and, and holds me up, and it's kind of like crawling into a womb. I, I love the night. I love, I love it. <laughs> Basically, after everybody else goes to sleep, I, I tend to get my most creative after 1 a.m. A lot of times, I'll sort of 
putter around and you know do whatever it is and then by about 1 1 30 I'm I'm ready to actually kind of dive into something everybody's brain is like a radio and everybody's brain is on full blast in the daytime when they go to sleep when everybody goes to sleep there is this psychic noise that's gone you suddenly sense it at night it's quieter it really is not physically quieter, but psychically quieter. Um, and I really feel like at night, my brain is able to function better because everybody else's brain is shut up. <laughs> and I really believe that. So many of us are home at night. We're sleeping soundly or not so soundly in our beds. Or we're gazing at the stars or using the quiet to access our creative minds. Or maybe we're enjoying a little romantic time. The night can also sometimes offer up unexpected treasures, creating an almost magical feeling of possibility. There's this sort of place where you can kind of let your imagination run wild and you can pursue it a little bit more. I think I'm more likely to do things at night that I wouldn't do during the day. I used to salsa dance like a maniac and 10 o'clock was when I'd start to get ready to go out. Something adventuresome about night more potential. Day is for things like going to your job and putting on clothes that are sort of acceptable. I think people have different expectations of behavior at night. There's certain rules that apply to, you know, a salsa club that don't, the same rules don't necessarily apply to being a middle school director. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes I'm amazed when it's a full moon how bright it can be, that there's just so much light that comes off of it. Camping, Camping in the Flinders Ranges, South Australia, with the most absolutely stunning stars on a clear night and freezing cold. I think uh, when we live in cities, too often uh, when it's night time, there's lights around and then we're inside sleeping. but. Uh, when you're out camping, uh, you're a bit more like people's in the past where you're more in touch with the stars and the moon and what's happening. Uh, whereas you can live in the city for six months and you wouldn't know whether it's a full moon or a half moon or what. I remember seeing a flying saucer camping, Boy Scout camp, a long time ago. A bunch of us guys just thought it was amazing to see something that looked like a satellite just stop and then start again in a different direction, 90 degrees. And I thought it was a satellite person there and it suddenly stopped and then started again. So, and it was pretty small, so it might have been way up there. So that's why we figured it wasn't a satellite or a plane. That was the best night I can remember, I think. Seeing the uh, northern lights in Michigan, that was very special and unusual. What did that look like? It's just flashes of color and it's irregular, but you could almost play music to it. I was in Wyoming, it was my first time over there, and I thought there was a storm coming over the horizon, but it was really, it was the first time I ever saw the Milky Way rising. And I thought like that was like an awe-inspiring sort of moment. I, I can say I like the nighttime more than the daytime. Um, why? It's harder to say. Um, do I like it because it's not day? Everything about the night, you know, even, we don't see it in the city, but even the sky, it just looks like it's 
you know, you're connected with the universe, not just here, what's on the ground, but everywhere else. And you feel that more during the nighttime than well, anything? Well, when I see stars, I definitely yeah. feel that way. During the day, if it's three, I feel like the day is almost over. But at night, any time of the night feels like it's not over, you can stay up longer and it's an adventure or something. Less limitations, I guess. My best memory of uh, nighttime was driving home from the airport where my grandfather came from the Soviet Union. We were driving on the freeway and he looked up and he saw lights on the freeway. And he said, I'm never going back because they don't, they don't have lights on the freeway. They don't have anything. Look what they can do here in America. That's my, I was 10 and I remember that. <laughs> running around with fireworks when we were kids. You know, the darkness and like these bright lights, colorful things popping up in the darkness. Well, and things look different. The lines are a little bit more blurred and things happen in the night that wouldn't happen in this harsh light of the day. Like special occasions happen at night. Dinners happen at night. Special moments happen at night, often. Right now, like for example, maybe during the day, everything feels like this, but then, you know, 12 hours later in the middle of the night, it feels like this, and it's still the same place, but it's such a different feeling. The nighttime hours can create a sense of possibility, a sense of awe, and also feelings of foreboding. There are barriers to knowing what's going on around us at night. The hours of darkness can lend themselves to fear of the unknown or imagined dangers. Shadows, when I'm riding my bike, shadows and bushes. <laughs> Bushes, actually. The bushes themselves? Yeah, yeah, because I don't know if I'm riding someplace if somebody's going to suddenly jump out. I don't like driving at night, <laughs> so staying up late is getting more difficult. Well, I guess I don't like to walk alone at night, and <laughs> I've always taught the girls that they've got to have a, you know, another person with is them when they walk. You can't see very far? I think it cloisters people that might have ill intent. I'm actually kind of scared of the dark. Um, it can still be scary sometimes. I guess like when it's so quiet sometimes, like like supernatural stuff is surprisingly scary at times. And like actual supernatural stuff or sort of the feeling? Maybe the feeling comes on because of memories of actual stuff. The darkness is no longer a scary place. It's a welcoming place it's instead of this place to hide. Where, where things get hidden, it's where things get revealed. One of the things that sometimes emerges at night is a hushed closeness, an intimacy that isn't so easily accessed in the light of day. I remember as a kid, one cousin in particular would spend the summer with us, and we'd just stay up late at night talking. And we could talk about things that, you know, we couldn't talk about when other people were around. I feel like if I'm with someone in the evening as opposed to the day, I feel like closer to them. I get some more intimate, I can talk about more intimate things, I guess, and just a closer bond. You know, if you're with people, it sort of opens you up because you can't see anyone's face. So sleepover talks and stuff like that. Any girl knows that you say stuff in the dark that you wouldn't during the day. From graveyard shift jobs to secret identities, who we are and what we do at night is often less fully perceived by others, whether by choice or by circumstance. Oh, well, I turn into a drag queen most nights. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. So, what do you do as a drag queen? Uh, mostly cabaret style. Yeah, singing, piano, all that shit. That was crazy. I just danced with someone called, you know, Romeo and somebody else called Jorge and someone threw me up in the air and you know, just it was just crazy and fun. And I'm wearing lame high heel shoes. Like, who is this person? Teacher by day, <laughs> salsa queen by night. You know, it just felt really different. So it's like you're a bit freer. My inhibitions are, are lowered. And this is without alcohol or anything. It might be sleep deprivation. You know, when you're tired, you can talk more, more openly. And in the daytime, we're on our guard because there are weirdos with mics that just... <laughs> it's almost like a layer of cover or protection. Not like a hard shield, but like softly shrouded, where you can kind of hide yourself and, you know, in a way that's protective. In the same way that you might wear a big jacket just to feel more comfortable and to feel protected by it and like hidden by it. In the daytime, we have to, you know, do this, we have to do that. I'm not going to, I guess, put myself out there quite so much during the day. It's just, it's different. I think I'm just a nocturnal being and, <laughs> you know, we come out at, at night. Mm. In upcoming episodes, we'll hear stories about nighttime jobs, night owls, people who are up at night when they don't want to be, things that are hidden at night, and things that only emerge in the dark. Peering into the dusty corners of the night, Nocturne explores these often overlooked and undisclosed slices of life. Under cover of darkness, our thoughts and feelings can take on strange new shapes, sometimes barely recognizable as our own and the pulse of the world seems to alter too. Sort of creating a curtain of privacy around our behaviors and even our appearance. Do I truly know you if I only know the daytime you? Let's find out in Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. Nocturne was created by myself and Kent Sparling. Theme music by Kent Sparling. You can find more information, including about the music in this episode, at nocturnepodcast.org. That's Nocturne with an E on the end. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Nocturne on iTunes. And while you're there, it would be great if you would give us a good review. If we get good reviews, iTunes lets more people know about us, and that's a really good thing. Special thanks to Julie Sabatier and AIR, the Association of Independence in Radio. Thank you also to Susan Hoffler and Jeffrey Foster. <laughs>